Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I never get that was a very jolly, that. that was a really jolly version Bro, of that Yelp. It's Christmas! Yeah. Christmas <laughs> season! We're in December now. You got Christmas lights up in your background for any of our... Uh, our YouTube YouTube watchers. Um, I do not have that, but I'm moving. Maybe I'll throw some up soon. Just kidding. I just realized that'll be after Christmas when I move. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there was an attempt. There was, was an a, attempt. The thought, the intention was there. You know, that's that's what counts, right? Yeah, I got my uh, I got my Christmas tree behind me. Uh, for those of you that are watching oh, the yeah, video version of the pod. Yo, we got. It's got a stocking too, bro. I got a stocking on it. It's my own name on my own stocking on my own tree. That's Shit. it. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Gonna find some coal in there, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, Matt, it's Christmas season. It's a very jolly season. Very jolly. Now, one big question that everybody's asking, it's 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 all this talk of the town really, is what does Matt Rockavy want for Christmas? <sighs> Shit. What does Matt Rockavy want for Christmas, dude? Honestly, I want books. <laughs> so I just, I want books and a real dad. <laughs> just kidding. Elaborate I love you, dad. On this, um, yeah, dude. Um, I, I've, I think we've referenced it a few times on this podcast before. Um, but you and I, and I think both from being fans of this podcast, this other um, like podcast network, and this other, and like their YouTube videos and everything, they were both big fans of them. And we also, I think, pull out of somewhat try and pull inspiration from them and the way we present our content and at least kind of the angles we try and take on it sometimes. Um, so I was listening to a wisecrack podcast and one of the head guys that was leaving was giving like his goodbyes and recommended some philosophy books and saying like, Hey, if you really want to you know, like dive into philosophy and like really just try and up your game and be able to think a little bit more critically about certain topics and bring that into content you make and stuff like that, then these are the avenues to go. And he gave some book recommendations. So um, that's that's what I want for Christmas because I want to I want to elevate this podcast, Lucas. I uh, yeah. I want to <laughs> I want to bring us to the next level. We're at fifty thousand viewers now. I want sixty. Wow. I want sixty. Wow. That's a lot. I know it's I more than Joe Rogan. That far. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. No. Um. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up Wisecrack. Um. You know, I, I, we listen to several of the Wisecrack podcasts. Sometimes I binge them on long drives. Um. Like, uh, show me the meaning. Just wanted to throw that out there. Is the Wisecrack movie podcast? It's amazing. If you're into movies, definitely check them out. And of course, Culture Binge, which is uh, hugely influential on me and Matt as podcasters. So great network. Um. Good plug there, Matt. And um, yeah, so philosophy books, that's a that's a curveball for a Christmas gift. Most people want a PS5. Yeah, so I want those and a yoga mat. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, my mom asked me if I wanted anything this year. I'm like, ah, uh, yoga mat would be chill. <laughs> that's good. And I think I asked I like for that. like, um, I forgot the Prague's called, but it's like a self-massage tool for like, like sports related injuries, basically. Because I'm, nice. I'm a broken old man. But hey, man. Enough about me. I want to talk about you. Oh. What does Lucas Odysseus Luna want for Christmas? I that, thank you for asking. First of all, uh, I think I want I, I want new uh, I want some apartment stuff. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, I, ju I just actually moved into LA proper from being in the greater LA area. Um, 
in a little studio by myself. Um, it's it's been a pretty fun adventure so far, and uh, now I'm just in that apartment mode. You know, now I'm just like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get new stuff. I gotta, I gotta get some new pots and pans. I want to get an Instapot, bro. Uh, honestly, I'll take an Instapot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Just... For for those any super fans of the show, please send me an Instapot. Just go ahead and email buy TFD an Instapot and then tell them to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love my Instapot. Oh my god, I made some teriyaki chicken in it tonight. Hot dog. Oh, hot dog, man. so good. Yeah, I would love one of those. Um, huge time saver. I know we're a pro instant pot podcast for sure. Dude, we give out so um, many free okay. like sponsorship reads. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> we just like so much stuff. Yeah, and on that note, though, we would love to partner with Wisecrack at some point. So, if you're listening, go hit up Wisecrack on their YouTube or any of their podcasts. Leave a review and say, "Hey, the the two good looking hot dudes from Thanks for Playing sent us, and they'd love to partner with you." And then maybe they won't ignore my emails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're big. They're, 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 they're a lot bigger than us, but yeah, we'll be, but they're we'll, dope. We'll be there. Uh, yeah. Anyways, man. Um, and on the note of reviews, I, I do want to give a quick shout out to some of our um, reviewers that have left um, ratings and reviews on iTunes, the Apple podcast app for us. Um, this one comes from a user with love from me to you. That is a very sweet username. That's nice. Um, title, Hidden Gem. I've been really enjoying this podcast. I don't play many games, but the back and forth discussions between Matt and Lucas is very refreshing and funny. Great for gaming reviews and completely random topics. My fave. All With right. love for me to you, thank you for that wonderful review and for those five stars. Your words, not mine. Um <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to make a make a point here. Um, and uh, Lucas, your your video is freaking out on me right now. Is it looking on your end? No, no, it looks good. It's just the it's a new podcast platform. You you look weird to me too. But oh, I think it's all working. Out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and all if, right, just just, just <laughs> if if you as an audience member would like to be featured on an episode for your review, go ahead and drop us a review on iTunes. Um, you know, nothing wrong with leaving a five star review if you could. If it was physically possible, you should leave a six star review. Six star, um, or you know, maybe leave us a one star review. Oh, tell us what we're <laughs> tell us what we're doing wrong. You know, we could sure. use those. Yeah, I'm all I'm all yeah. about critique. I will never say no to criticism. Um, tell me we're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, leave a review on there, guys. Follow up here on Spotify. The support really uh, helps us grow and it gets the podcast to more wonderful listeners like yourselves. So be sure to do that. And as always, if you have any questions, maybe you have a guest you want to see on the podcast, something like that, shoot us an email at thanksforplayingpod at gmail.com. Enough of that. Oh. Enough of that self advertisement. <laughs> now, now for the now for the moment. That was a that was a that was a very rough transition. Thank you. I just I wanted to get it going. Um, <laughs> okay. So this is a video game podcast first and foremost. So we talk about video games, which is why today we are talking about the number one Prison Break simulator. <gasps> da, 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 a way out. Now, really oh, yeah. quickly, um, this is a really story-heavy game. So before we dive into any of the semantics of it, things like that, I'm going to give a quick rundown of what this, um, the basic story is, and we'll go from there. The year is 1972. Vincis Moretti is a freshly incarcerated and sent to prison for fraud and murder. While in jail, he meets Leo Caruso, who has been inside for six months for grand theft, assault, and armed robbery. 
After saving Leo from an attacker sent by a crime boss, Harvey, Leo and Vinny become BFFs. Together they hatch a plan <laughs> did, to escape the prison. Did you, did you write BFFs or did you, I wrote did BFFs. you find that? So, okay. <laughs> this is uh this is my my own words, uh Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lucas. <laughs> As I was saying, so together they hatch a plan to escape the prison. Upon executing the plan, they do escape, but they alert the whole prison <laughs> along the way. Once out, they both discover that they have a shared hatred for the aforementioned crime boss, Harvey. Leo hates him because he went back on a deal with a buyer for a rare diamond, hit him with a car, and left him to the police. Bad day for Leo. Vincent hates him because after working for Harvey and wanting to get out, Harvey killed his brother and framed him for it. So the two hatch a plan to go down and get their revenge by going to Harvey's hideout in Mexico to take Harvey down once and for all. After a crazy firefight through the jungles of Mexico, the pair arrive at Harvey's mansion hideout and finally take him out. Arriving back in the U.S., they are immediately surrounded by police officers, and it is revealed that Vincent <laughs> is actually an undercover FBI agent, and that the, quote, buyer that was uh, that Harvey went back on, that he killed, um, was actually Vincent's brother, who was part of a sting operation by the FBI. Betrayed right. and broken, Leo takes Vincent hostage and attempts to escape via boat. After a long chase, Leo and Vincent have their final fight in a portside warehouse. And depending on how the fight goes, either Leo or Vincent will get shot and be killed. Curtain drops. End of game. Dumb. <sighs> That's Thank heavy. You. That, synop- that synopsis uh, yeah. was just as compelling as the game, I'd say. <laughs> oh. Just about- just about Tom Danielle. Take, take that, take that <laughs> as you will. So for those that don't uh, know, a way out is basically a game. Um, it is a game that is played exclusively in third person co-op. Um, and that is the only way to play the game. So you have to have a partner. So you have to have at least one friend, <laughs> one friend. <laughs> it's a big the game. And fun fact it is actually the first of its kind um, to ever be like the first ever co-op only third person action adventure game. So very much a, a genre breaker there. Pretty incredible. And overall, the game was well received. Received a weighted aggregate score of 78 on Metacritic. And an That's 8.3 <laughs> out of 10 from Daddy IGN. <laughs> okay. I don't know how it got that. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> Okay, for the first, can I can I just jump into an initial I thought? Skip over give, what you go, please. Go ahead, keep going, keep going. No, no, going. no, no. So, <laughs> the history, little history about the game. Um, founded, the game was created by a studio called Hazelight, published by EA. Hazelight was founded in 2014 with the release of a game called Brothers: A Tale of Two Sons, um, a single player game, but one that has you controlling two separate characters. So, kind of this studio's specialty is kind of creating these games that require more than one person or require you to operate more than one character. In fact, I looked at their next game coming out, and it's actually called um, It Takes Two. <laughs> so they're very on brand <laughs> with what they, they they know what they like to do and they're sticking to it um and i think it's working out okay so far we can get into that more but overall their next game there should be called too little too late too, because too, that's how i feel dumb danielle <laughs> um and yeah I, it's for me at least it's been a game i was really interested in playing for a while i think probably at least a year before we started this podcast i think it's like hey let's check out this game and you're like no and you're probably wishing you never checked it out because I know how you feel about this game. 
Um, but super interesting game where it fails, it fails, but I think it deserves praise for what it does with trying to kind of do something new. Um, but we can get into that. Lucas, break it down for me. Um, I, I know this game was a struggle for you, probably akin to how Metroid was for me or killer seven. So I would love to hear some negative thoughts from you. Make me cry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, a few, a few interesting things about the game. First off, uh, this was the first non single player game we've done for this podcast. Uh, that is, which is true. A pretty interesting That's thing to weird. talk about. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Um, Matt and I have only played single player games for this podcast. That's sort of the idea of thanks for playing is to play a, a, a real solid, um, you know, one and done sort of experience, um, and see what the best video games have to offer us, especially going back in time and playing some of our older games like Metroid. Um, some other weird classics like cult classics like Killer7. Um, this is both a contemporary game and a non-single player game, uh, making it a very uh, unusual choice for the pod um, based on what we've played before. Um, and with that being said, I cannot fully say it was a great choice. Uh, <laughs> honestly, my initial thoughts, <laughs> I was not into this game pretty much at all. Um, for mostly gameplay reasons, but we'll get into that uh, in a little bit more detail a little bit later. Um, I don't know. It, it It's a cool concept for a game, right? I mean, who doesn't want to play a co-op game? Conceptually, it looks, it's awesome. And yeah, I remember when, when I, I remember I saw, I saw the debut for it at E3 and it would have been in 2017 when, when we saw that. And I remember looking at it, I'm like, this game looks sick. Like this is going to be like the new thing, yeah. like co-op, very intertwined campaigns. It's obviously there's co-op campaigns with stuff like Halo, but uh, I, I saw this as taking it a step further is how I was interpreting it. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I think so too. I was really excited to play this game before we played it. And then, the, okay, honestly, the moment that killed it. And this is just for the audience too, is this game is a a split screen game, even when you own two different copies. So Matt and I both bought two copies of the game on Steam. We played it together over a couple of sessions on the computer, but in the game, you see your partner's screen too. So it's as if you're playing on the same TV back in the old days when you'd play like a couch co-op game, which to me was already a turnoff though, from from the get-go. And I'll get, in, I'll get into more details about that decision a little bit later because I know we're supposed to be just covering initial thoughts right now. Um, but man, uh, some moments were really hard to get through. I think it was very corny dialogue. Um, some of it was unfun, which is a new term I invented, unfun. <laughs> the opposite of <laughs> just not not fun uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, not very challenging, not, not that interesting in a lot of ways, um, and pretty corny. Uh, Jeez, t- tell me, yeah, tell me how you feel, Kenny. Tell me how you really yeah, feel. Just some of my initial thoughts. Yeah. So, uh, what 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 do you think, Matt? It's hard because, I, as we mentioned, this is a co op game. You can only be played co op. So the whole time, I was playing with Lucas, who the whole time was voicing nothing but negativity. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Matt, what the fuck is this game? He's like, yeah, man, this is a this is a video game, huh? Uh, <laughs> so the the whole time, you know, even if I was having fun on certain parts, I had you Lucas um, speaking like the little devil on my shoulder. Bro, this game sucks. Why why are we doing this? Uh, so it was um, a lot of a lot of cognitive dissonance going on for me internally, a very internal battle <laughs> while I was playing this game. Um, but in all in all seriousness, I, after a deep dive into my own personal thoughts, after some meditation, after a long walk along the beach, I have come to the conclusion <laughs> that 
while it's probably not a good game as far as like the game itself and the quality of it and the build of it. And like, we can kind of get into the gameplay, but it is a fun game. I think to play with a good friend and someone that is like, has a similar sense of humor as Lucas and I do. Um, Cause as obviously it's cop and there are a lot of like just fun moments where you, when you're playing the game, you can have fun banter while you're playing it and kind of commenting on stuff. And um, that's what makes the game fun. And like the little, like stupid um, like cut scenes or the stupid like quick time events where if you fail, one of you die and just like failing on purpose and laughing about it, things like that. Um, those that little happened, moments. That wasn't even that funny. <laughs> <laughs> that I had fun. One time. You're just that upset because I let you die. Um, Matt let me die one time during a sequence and thought it was hilarious. And I, I just shook my head and said, this is, that was not, that was unfun. That was unfun. <laughs> that's the word we're using. So that's, yeah, probably not a good game, but I think it is a fun game to play with a friend. Um, it's a it's a fun afternoon. It's like a five hour game to be maybe four hours, something like that. Um, it's not I not take like much six. time. <laughs> Fine. So Lucas, I'm I'm curious because I'm not sure there's actually an answer to this for you. But when did you start enjoying this game? Uh, there was a moment I think where it was a little bit enjoyable. Um, there was parts where we we started kind of clicking together on like how a sequence needed to get through. For instance, there was a sequence where you needed to get a specific tool out of a, a workbench, like a workshop area of the prison. Um, and you worked as a team to kind of distract a guard, steal a tool, put it through a vent, go to the other side of the vent. And, and you kind of work together as a team to kind of solve this like little complex puzzle, um, which, is, which was really cool. I think that's where there were moments where I was like, oh, Matt, go do that. Oh, just distract that guy real quick. Oh, let me do my part. And we and we we roll through it. I think that's really fun because there there were a lot of parts uh, like that in the beginning, right? Where it kind of leaves yeah. you to figure out, and there might be multiple ways to do it. And that kind of leads me into a point too. Sorry to cut you off, but I I think the game actually got a lot worse once you actually get out of the prison. Half the game was out of the prison. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, yeah, because there yeah. weren't like any crazy like um, like problem solving you had to do after that or things like that scenario Lucas just walked us through there wasn't really any more of that it was all just pretty much do this like kind of very very linear very obvious what you had to do so it wasn't really challenging us after that would you agree yeah I completely agree but the, the problem is is that inside the prison it was very linear either way because the game gives you exactly what to do at every single step so it's like Matt go distract the guard it'll tell you to go distract the guard It'll tell me yeah, to go yeah. steal the tool. So you're really just following the directions on the screen or doing it. So, so there's a complete lack of player so, audience satisfaction. So this game, game does not respect the player. It thinks we're dumb. Uh, yeah. Cause okay. we need that you direction. Know, see, I don't think that we do. I don't think, I think that if me and you were given a game where we couldn't see each other's perspective or screen and we had to actually communicate with each other, and problem solve and basically solve a puzzle together, that would have been way more compelling of, of a game design uh, philosophy for me. Um, instead, you're given a series of quick time sequences and in between you follow checklists to solve a puzzle that was already solved for you. Right. That's that's where I, I find yeah, the game to be that's where I'm a little agreeing unfun. with you is like yeah. what you're describing is if like we weren't able to see each other's screens, that would have been the game respecting the player and giving them more credit. Yeah, like, hey, communicate, guys. This is your. This yeah. is supposed to be. You're probably playing this game with a friend. 
you're probably on Discord while playing it, so act like it. That was that, that was one of the more disappointing parts about the, the game design for me. Um, but there were parts that were, yeah, like kind of fun, you know, like um, the running <laughs> sequences were kind of fun. Running away from the cops was cool. Um, although there were some illogical leaps that we had to take uh, when we were running away from the cops, which I will uh, put in the nitpick section. The suspension of, of disbelief was, was not strong in this game. <laughs> My suspension of disbelief can only go so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, what about you? I mean, when do you think you had start having fun or stopped having fun? Man, I, I was having fun the moment I sat down to play a co-op game with my good buddy, Lucas. <laughs> Stop. You're making me feel bad for not liking the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was enjoying the whole thing. <laughs> and again... <laughs> <laughs> how <laughs> i don't understand because i mean like i said it it wasn't a i already i've already said i don't think it's a good game but i had a lot of fun playing it because you and i were just like bullshitting the whole way through it um and my, i'm sorry that wasn't as good of an experience for you as it was for me <laughs> <laughs> but i just think maybe it was actually better for me because i just heard you like complaining and i'm over here like having a jolly old time <laughs> um yeah that was, that was basically the whole dynamic of this <laughs> but I mean, I, like, I, so like, my best gaming memories are just simply like just playing video games with friends and just like it doesn't even have to be like any like a, anything like deep or anything like that. Just like sitting down and playing a game with a friend, like a co-op game or like a multiplayer, or whatever. And that's what this was, you know. Like some of my, like we play a lot of video games, and as much as I like to consider us like a little, you know, we we at least try and you know break free from the norm and like play something other than Valorant or like League. Playing like oh, playing shit. League and Valorant, no, 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 but playing like those kind of games, those multiplayer games or co-op games with your friends, those are probably some of your most fun gaming memories versus the maybe like a super compelling single uh, player story game you played like Doki Doki or something or uh, Killer Seven or you know whatever Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild. But the the for me like the real fun and the real good memories from video games comes from things like this and from experiences like that. So I was having fun the whole time. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. My my favorite video game memories are beating like Halo 3, you know, co-op or something. Or I used to play a lot of Time Splitters back in the day. Um, shout out Time Splitters, kind of a forgotten <laughs> first-person shooter series. Um, they had really awesome co-op campaigns in that game. Um, and it was fun because I think it, it took like... I think that those games had a certain approach to co-op gaming that was very different from A Way Out's approach to co-op gaming where... It was more like rock'em, sock'em, beat em up together kind of thing. Yeah. Where this game was like trying to be sort of a puzzle solving, um, like kind of a puzzle solving team working game, but it ends up just being a bunch of button sequences you push, but you have to push yours before I push mine. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that's kind of lame to me. Like, um, I think, you know, you play Halo 3 together, you just go and beat up a bunch of guys and try not to die. That's fun to me. Because you're fighting of an evil force of like the flood together, and there's a certain there's a certain like um, you know energy to it. Um, it's fun to scream and laugh with your buddy, and funny physics happen, and that's that's a good old time. This is very different. It's like um, I'm not sure if you ever really played uh, Resident Evil Four, Matt, but mm -hmm. Resident Evil Four is really famous for its quick time sequences where there are button presses, um, where you have like basically a cutscene that has button presses in it, like dodging a monster attack or running away from a boulder or something like that. 
this game has like a cutscene that you push buttons through, but the only difference is I push my X button and then two seconds later you push your X button. Then two seconds later, I push my X button. And it's it, it literally, that was one of the sequences in this game was just like, you push a button, you push a button, you push a button. And it's like, this isn't fun. We're not fighting anything. We're just pushing X in a cutscene. Okay. <laughs> that was, that was, okay. Yeah. No, see, I think you're approaching it. Here's the difference here. I'm going to break it down. All right. I think that you're approaching this outside of the quality of the game itself into the overall experience. Well, I was yeah. purely focused on the game itself so i think you're more you're, you're just more positive than me <laughs> sort of thing where you're like hey man we're having fun as friends and i'm like no we're not having fun as friends right now matt how can you be having fun right now yeah because that is true because the whole time i mean i wasn't even honestly even though we were playing it for the podcast i wasn't i was gonna do all my like thinking about it after the fact like i wasn't really analyzing anything in the moment i was just like fucking around <laughs> and i could tell you were like actually like see like there, there's so many moments where, and I, I will I will agree with you here. A lot of like the quote unquote co-op mechanics are really really fucking dumbed down. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, and there's there's the one least. particular um, event or like thing you have to do as a as a unit as a team, um, and they use the same animation for it three times, and you do it the exact same way for the three <laughs> the, times. The, 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 the tinfoil. <laughs> The there's, sheet metal thing. there's three different parts of the game where there's the exact like same dimensions, like s- exact same animation for peeling it back for like this tin foil that apparently you're not strong enough to peel it back by yourself. You know, Vincent has to have Leo help him do it or vice versa. And so you both just go up to it and you both just press RT. And it's not even like, <laughs> you don't even have to do it in unison. Like you don't have to like sync up. It's just like one person presses RT and then the other one can be doing whatever. And then at some point, the other one just has to come up and also press RT. And then it's just pulling the, the tin foil backs or not tin foil, like the Me- sheet metal, the sheet metal back so you can get through it. And it's the same animation we used every time. And it's just like, man, I, I feel that. And that's a, they do that for a lot of the again, quote co-op activities you have to do. It's There's either like timing, up, pressing X together basically, or pr- like one of you presses RT and waits until the other one comes and also presses RT or whatever it's mapped to on your controller or whatever it might be keyboard. So, it, it, and I, I think we're on game design at this point. So it, it, the game design is definitely trash. It's incredibly simple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the <laughs> okay. I won't, okay. I won't cool. defend so that. Something. Okay. Okay. So like, I, I think I, I, I discovered something while I was writing up my notes for this episode. Let me, <laughs> let me know what you think. Okay. Um, I, I think, and this is my personal value system for video games there is such a small window and there is zero consequence for so many of these actions. These actions are really simple to pull off. Like, okay. So like Matt mentioned, there's sequences where you both have to bash through a door at the same time. So you both have to push X at the same time, but the window is like a, a probably two seconds. So if I push X and then within a two second window, <laughs> Matt also pushes X, we break through the door. Yeah. It's you like have to do it one easy. time correctly. <laughs> so it's like not even actually challenging you to do something and there's no consequence for not doing it correctly the first time. You just spam X until you both hit it within the same two second window and then go through a door. There was parts where there was consequence. For instance, this uh, Emperor's New Groove uh, back to back wall crawl. That was cool. Thing. That part was cool. What do you call what do you call that type of wall? <laughs> crawl i don't even know from... honestly but yeah i mean if you've seen that version of groove you know exactly what we're talking about it's like um yeah. a narrow um like um 
a narrow passageway basically and then back to back not passageway it's not the right word um like a narrow canyon yes <laughs> an extremely yes. It's narrow exactly canyon. Emperor's group. Yeah. it's exactly the well, that's what i'm saying group. i don't know what to call yeah. it though um but yeah you're back the, to back and groove move. pushing your weight on one another and then you're each taking turns slowly stepping up so you don't fall um so there is there's a sequence like that in this game yeah that was one of the better parts of the game because you can fall and die and there's a consequence to it and i, I remember telling matt like oh yeah that part was cool because you could actually die like there needs to be some sort of consequence and there needs to be problem solving in a video game. Well, I think that's what fair, makes a game different to be from fair, another medium. There, when I let you die that one time, that did happen because I didn't press RT. You know, that was, yeah, a, that was a consequence. All the game did was rewind five seconds. That would have done the same then, thing if we fell. Actually, we did yeah, fall once doing the other thing. The we did, group. but we fell, we fell and then we had to start from the bottom again. And it was hard. It was hard to do, I That's guess fair. is what I'm trying to say. So at least it felt a little bit satisfying when we did it. You just didn't push RT and let me <laughs> die on one sequence. And then we and then the game pun- punched you back five seconds prior, and then you pushed RT and then we made it. It's like it wasn't hard or anything. It was just you just didn't do it on purpose. I, I think again, video games need challenge and consequence. And problem solving in order to be good. I think that's my, Lucas's new adamant perspective on video games. That is what makes them different from other mediums. Otherwise, we're just watching a movie while pushing buttons. That is basically what we did with this video game. You see, and I think that's where you and I really differ in our taste because my favorite games, some of my favorite games are the movies where I'm pushing buttons. <laughs> Like I love Detroit Become Human. I loved Heavy Rain. I loved like any Telltale game. I really enjoy um, Oxen Free. Is basically that Doki Doki. Yeah, I didn't like, like, yeah. like Oxen Free. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. No, I like Oxen Free. I just didn't like it as much as you. Dang. Uh, yeah. So that's um, a little 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 epiphany happening right now. Yeah, this is big. <laughs> happening live, so, right in your ears. Right in your ears. But, I mean, that's I've well, always I always okay. I've always enjoyed those kind of games because like. I just love getting engrossed in that. those like really interesting stories and then having the agency to, in some of those games to make like choices that matter or is really cool. Like not so much yeah. in the telltale games. It's kind of like the illusion of choice, but for example, in a game like heavy rain or especially Detroit become human and very much so in oxen free as well. At least I personally feel like the choices you make do matter and it's not just like different branches, but re- reconverges on the same path. And that's another critique I have for this game actually is the, it's totally illusion of choice with what you're doing. Like they, they present to you so many options to where you can either, you know, um, approach doing this task one way or approach it another way. For example, there's one where you're robbing a, a convenience store to get some extra cash. And they're like, Oh, do you want to go loud or go quiet? And no matter what you do, the outcome's the same. You know, you you end up learning <laughs> cops one way late. or another, and then you're, you leave the game, you know, uh, or you leave the convenience store with your money after a little chasing or something like that. So that's something I'm very critical of in games because after playing some very good games like Oxenfree, in my opinion, or a good game like Detroit Become Human, where they really do a good job of letting you express, you know, having your own agency and express um, how you want the story to go. It's very upsetting to me and annoying when I play these kind of games where it's the illusion of choice. Just kind of like it's trying to make the player feel like they're in control, but where the story ends the same no matter what. That's a big pet peeve of mine in gaming in general. And this yeah, game was guilty of that. 
It really was. I remember there was a moment where it was like, there was basically like a go loud or go quiet question that we both had to make a decision on. It was like, Hey, do we rob the store outright with a gun or do we like, you know, finesse our way? <laughs> Matt, Matt was like, Hey, what do you want to do? And I was like, <laughs> You're just like it doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> so, like, so I was like, just pick a fucking choice. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this game has no, doesn't care what you're picking. It, we're going to have the same result. I think I literally said it's going to have the same result either way. Yeah. So, yeah. But hey, the ending didn't. And also, I'd like to give a shout out to the ending. As I, you might have heard in my synopsis, um, depending on who shoots each other first or who gets a gun first um, in the ending scenario, which who gets the gun is decided by button mashing. um, God. They shoot the other Ah. player. And me being the the king I am with my massive forearms and my button mashing capabilities, I beat Lucas, um, who's playing video to the gun. And I shot him. I, I and know. I won the game. I, okay, so, I won. So you lost. I had, less, I, I, I had less health than you after our shootout sequence. So I think that's why my button mashes weren't giving me as much steam as your button mashes. Because, and I'll say, I'll say this too: Matt's neglecting one of the most important parts of our playthrough. We did do the arm wrestling contest thing. In Bro, the game. my controller turned <laughs> off. Okay, so there is there's like these weird little moments in the game Especially where you like can just games. like play like mini games against each other. Like during the hospital sequence where you go visit somebody's wife um, who just had a kid. I don't quite know why any of that sequence happened in hindsight. Now that now that I'm actually <laughs> talking through it, <laughs> um, you can go into some wheelchairs and like balance and like see oh, you can so, balance longer. And I was so, so bad at that one, <laughs> but there's a sequence where uh, you arm wrestle at a construction site and it's literally just who can push their button faster. And I wasn't even trying, and I was beating Matt. Bro, no him. way! You're so, at the end of that. You're like, oh man, I was sweating. I'm gonna give up though. I only lost because my controller literally turned off because I was clicking so fast. It was a, it's a wireless <laughs> Xbox controller I plugged in my PC. Um, it, it slipped like I the battery pack fell out, so my controller died, and I couldn't put it back. That in still fast counts. Enough. That still counts as me winning. So I was I was very upset, um, but I won the game, so I don't. Uh, you know, take, Dude, take that to okay. your grave, dog. Like, <laughs> but but you used your mouse during the shootout sequence. You know, I thought about controller. not telling you that because I knew you'd bring it up. <laughs> but I was like. Oh, this is so much easier. <laughs> that was bullshit, dude. Okay. So, <laughs> it's not like I get aim assist. So the I don't have aim assist either. That was pure skill. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I don't have aim assist on a controller. Yeah. But you just have a mouse. Yeah. That's so bullshit. the at the end of the game as well too, as we kind of mentioned the synopsis, but. And this is actually one of the, my pluses for the game. It is really cool how you're work, working together the whole game. And then at the very end, you're tasked with killing one another, basically, and fighting to the death, pretty much. That was a cool twist. And I know neither you or I saw it coming, honestly. We were, yeah. both, we were both talking, so, so when's a way out two happening? Uh, yeah, we were like, oh, dang, they're leaving room for a sequel, bro. It's going to be um, sick. It's a, it's a pretty cool sequence once that happens and the betrayal happens where you're just outright fighting one another, which is a pretty jarring to do after you work together the whole game. And it was really hard to control with just the mouse or what you do with um, uh, gamepad. And I just knew, like, oh, man, it's going to take forever. I'm going to lose. And I, d- I didn't want to lose, guys. Don't lose. So, oh, 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 Rockaby pulled out his old mouse and keyboard that was already right in front of him and just aimed a little bit better. Got a few more shots. I count that as, I, I, I would consider that cheating. I think, uh, I think your audience hopefully would agree with me here. Leave a review. Please. Tell us, tell yeah. us, tell us if I cheated. 
<laughs> or better yet, you know, send, you can send, send an us email. an email. Yeah. Let let me know if you think that I'm in the wrong or Matt's in the wrong. Hopefully, I'm in the right. This one making Matt be in the wrong. <laughs> it just it uh, okay. Well, whatever. You beat me. You shot me. You won. But ultimately, it's not like it really matters. No, it did. <laughs> you, you were dead. I was alive. Um, we, <sighs> send us an email. Thanks for leaving pot at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. I got to get the plug in there. Yeah, uh, yeah man. I mean, and just in the game and stuff too, in general, like, I, I don't even feel like we need to talk about art and sound because like there's nothing. I mean, the sound design was okay. I guess uh, the composition, but like there's nothing really notable about the art. It's just like shitty unreal. Engine. The art is just stock. Yeah. It's like stock unreal engine stuff um, that we've probably all seen before. Um, which is weird because I actually saw um, the other game that they put out, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, was actually running on the Unreal Engine as well. But it, it's like a little bit more stylized, looks a little bit different, a little more cartoony. Um, I just, when the Unreal Engine, when people are just, they take the Unreal Engine and they just make something look realistic style graphics, I'm just usually not that into it as far as art style. Um if you're if you're trying to get a ten out of ten from Lucas on this podcast, <laughs> you gotta mix up your art style and stylize the hell out of it. I think that's just where my personal opinion is. Games can look like anything, so make your game look different. Yeah, um, I but agree. Obviously, obviously, a way out. Just you know, was trying to basically be like a movie that you play through. So it makes sense that they stick with this realistic art style. It's just a little stale to me. And who are we to argue with that? You know. <laughs> 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 exactly exactly yeah. and yeah sound design i mean the music was pretty cool sometimes the music was like a little fun i mean i don't it was like a good like track. action movie it was it felt like action movie sequences sometimes i guess which was fun so yeah like not and it's hans zimmer wasn't composing make no mistake yeah. but but whoever i got the wikipedia uh com- shout out on to, sound though, real quick to sam hulik and gustav Grefberg, um, you did a decent job at composing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now the I, I I do want to give a shout out to the voice actors uh, for the for the characters. I really really loved Leo's voice. Shout out! I think it's it was like that I'm gonna typical the name. Italian. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the name here. Uh, it is it's like spelled fairs fairs, but it's probably Feras Feras. Uh, Great voice acting. <laughs> the voice acting was solid, but God, the dialogue was trash. <laughs> the dialogue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The dialogue was uh, not that great. Uh, I think the dialogue was like, you know, on some kind of corny action, Michael Bay movie dialogue where like everything is just outright explained to the audience very clearly. I think there was literally a scene where Leo goes, what do you want from me? I'm in prison, man. I'm in prison. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know you're in prison, bro. It's like, <laughs> you don't have to explain that part. It's like, uh, there's, there was a lot of very obvious, weird dialogue choices just explaining. There was like it was that just confession very part. Yeah, there's that confession part where like Vincent tells his wife that he's going to be a better man. He's going to be there for the kid. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. There has to be a more compelling or cooler way to say this you know yeah um yeah the 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 script could have could have used a a revision that's that's the part that honestly was taking me out that like killing my i guess suspension disbelief the most was just like uh this isn't how people talk (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah. this, the script was definitely on the weaker end. Um, but Lucas, I, I want to, I want to know, man, who, who was your favorite guy and gal? Who was your, who was your NPC award? The NPC award, dude, I was excited for the NPC award on this one. I, I really hope that you didn't pick the same NPC as me. Uh, cause I, I love this. This NPC was the best part of the game just because it was so funny. I think I'm going to go ahead and give it now. to Leo's son. <laughs> <laughs> Leo's son. I don't even know his fucking name. <laughs> the I don't son think he got great. a name. No, he did. He got, he did. It was like, I don't know, Matt or something. Oh, fuck that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gave a lot of unintentional comic relief yeah. uh, for, for us as gamers. And it's like, so there's this whole sequence where Leo, after you escape prison, Leo <laughs> goes home to his family who's living in a trailer park. And his son is upset with him because his dad's a criminal that just escaped from prison. Uh, forgot to mention that son who I just <laughs> I just escaped from prison. Now I'm visiting you and the cops are knocking at your door. Oh my God. And this, then you go play basketball with your son as well. <laughs> and the son's just like having a good old time, like playing basketball. You go to his treehouse. You literally fix the sign from his treehouse, And then he forgives you and gives you a hug. And it's the most ridiculous like sequence of storytelling ever. <laughs> And it like there was this like drive to create sympathy for Leo or turn him into like this humanization, like sympathetic character by just throwing his wife and son in there. But like the son is just so hilarious. <laughs> like just the whole sequence of the son is so like And just the way he acts one dimensional. There's like a mini game too where you play basketball with him. And just it's like the <laughs> just the way he acts during the basketball game and his movements are like the derpiest I don't know how else to describe it, just like the weird it's just like the most like unorthodox, like any, like he's probably made out to be eight in the game. I'm guessing like any eight year old would be like light years ahead of like this in game character as far as basketball skills go. Like he can't make a shot. He like, yeah, it was just, he's like saying weird stuff the whole time. Yeah, too. Just, he's wearing like a t-shirt tucked into some running shorts. Looks like a schmuck. It, it was, he, well, it's the seventies. All right. It's the seventies. <laughs> Give him a break. Give him a break. That's, that was that's, that's my NPC. That's my NPC award. The unintentional comic relief provided by the poor son of an escaped convict. What so about you? Mine was actually, um, just, just the cops in general. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, and we'll get into this more in a little in a few minutes here, I think, but specifically the cops at the boat scene, which again we'll get into. Um <laughs> the boat scene, dude. <laughs> but just I, I loved how the cops were basically like stormtroopers from Star Wars. Just can it can it hit a single fucking shot? We're absolutely trashed. And it was just like would miss the most like obvious, just like here I am, arrest me, but like they just wouldn't, you know? Um so I, I enjoyed the, the dumb shitty cop trope. That was uh, that was fun. Um, yeah. co- companion piece, Lucas. Um, I'll go first. Yes. Cause you actually, a um, little birdie told me what yours was earlier. And I know yours is a little more in depth than mine. Um, Shawshank redemption for me. And if you know what that movie is, I don't think I need to explain anything else. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's a, you chose the most like layup, companion piece pick yeah. for a prison. So break if you game. want a good prison break experience for the story, don't play this game. <laughs> Go watch Shawshank Redemption. Um, Morgan Freeman, right? Yes. Or is it? Yeah. Morgan yeah, yeah, Freeman's Morgan. in that movie. And uh, Tim Robin. No. Oh God. It is his name. 
Tim Robbins. Robbins. Yeah, I was Robbins. right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you're good. Uh, my companion piece pick is also a film, um, very different style of film. And uh, although this is not in the same genre, really, um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let people know that it kind of is. The Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, phenomenal film by uh, Wes Anderson, who's a um, auteur director, for those of you. Um, you've probably at least heard of some of his films, Royal Tenenbaums, Darjeeling Limited, uh, and Fantastic Mr. Fox, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, phenomenal filmmaker. And The Grand Budapest Hotel is a buddy movie with a prison break in it, uh, just like our game, A Way Out. That's why I chose it for the companion piece pick. Um, it's a phenomenal movie. I think everybody should watch it that's into movies. Uh, not even if you're just not into movies. Just watch it. It's a good movie. I'm sure you can find it somewhere on Netflix or okay. one of those. All right. We've gone through the NPC award. We've gone through the companion piece. We finally arrived at a favorite moment. I would like to start because I have a feeling I might speak for both of us. I might not. I'm not sure. For for old Fro Frosty, old Rockaby here, there was this one moment on a boat. Not the ending boat scene where um, you're fighting each other, but you know, it's just you and your buddy Vincent are running from the cops as one one does in this kind of story. And you notice a river. And in this river is a little boat. Not a motorized boat. No. Not at all. A, a rowboat. rowboat. Not um not even a sailboat, but rather a rowboat with not three, not four, nay. Two oars, two oars in it for you to paddle to safety. And keep in mind, this river is right next to the road for a good amount of the time. And there's nothing obstructing um, anyone's view from the boat or the river. Um, anyone with um, perhaps a BB gun could get a clear shot at anyone in the boat. So Vincent and Leo book it to this boat. They're like the I was about to do shitty, <laughs> shitty Italian <laughs> accent. Like, the boat, the boat, get in the boat. Get, get in the, the boat. boat. Get... Vinny, we gotta get to the boat, Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get in the boat and they just start like slowly rowing, rowing, rowing away. Rowing. Words are hard. They just start slowly w- rowing away and the bulge just start, of course, they're missing them and then they just stop. But like, you can still see the cops in view. But they're yeah. just like, oh, I, I guess, I guess they won. <laughs> there, was a, there was a funny moment. There was a funny moment where, like, that's the end of that whole sequence. Where it's like, get in the boat, get in the boat. They get in the boat and they push off. And then I'm like, wait, Matt, but the cops can still c- clearly see us. And then the screen like fades to black and it comes back up again. And we're a completely different area. Yeah. There's no cops anywhere. <laughs> Shit, Vincent, let's take the boat. Come on, come on, go, 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 go. push, push. Where the hell does this river take us? I have no idea, but the further away, the better. <laughs> and you, I remember you cracking up, just like, oh, never mind. Like, oh, we're good. I think you literally said, don't worry, dog, we're good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that I just love that part. I was just like, what? Like, come on. That was, that was, that's a good favorite moment, actually. Yeah, so. Uh, okay, so I got, that doesn't, that's not my favorite moment, but I will, my favorite moment is, is similar. Uh, it's not, it's not too similar, but it was a really funny part where we were playing during the ending climax, not the super, this ending ending, but the ending where you're in Mexico going through the mansion to kill Harvey, the villain of the whole uh, game the whole time. We're going through this mansion, you know, beating up all these henchmen. We matter shooting everybody. We've killed like 50 people so far. 
and we're at the ending sequence where you're in this big room with two stories and a, it's like a great room and we're just killing fools approaching getting closer and closer <laughs> and then matt is just running and just gets completely gunned down and just like <laughs> dies and like ragdolls to the ground like hilariously and he looks at me and he's like you, you didn't get that guy. <laughs> like, like the guy that killed him was me. Was my guy apparently. It was, it was on it his side of the me, stairwell. <laughs> it just reminded me of like so many co-op game moments, like Halo, like Call of Duty, playing with my brothers or some good friends. Where it's just like, bro, you should have got that guy. That was your guy. <laughs> it's like, don't blame me for that, bro. <laughs> I'm too old for this. I was making the charge up, and then there was another thing too. Where like, once we finally get up to the staircase to like start fighting Harvey, like you got up there, like I didn't even start on the staircase yet. You got up there before me. And then I'm still like slowly making my way up. Then it cuts to you like a quick time event where you're just like beating, slowly beating the shit out of each other. While I'm just slowly making my way up the stairs. And it's just like, what is, uh, the- yeah. And your camera got stuck. Yeah. My camera got bullshit. stuck. I literally <laughs> couldn't look up. Cause it, like, I think we were supposed to approach it at the same time, but we couldn't for whatever reason, but yeah, pretty pretty wonky game all around. Obviously, uh, we don't even need to do nitpicks because we've been doing that the whole the whole episode. Um, Lucas, I want to hear your final conclusive thoughts on this game. Does this earn the Lucas Luna seal of approval, or nay, any seal at all? Unfortunately, <gasps> for the first time in Thanks for Playing podcast history, this game does not win the Lucas Luna seal of approval uh and i want to i want to caveat that (laughs) i want to i want to put in uh a very i'm not going to say that this game is not enjoyable i I think there was moments where i enjoyed playing this game with matt rockaby um i think it, it depends on who you're playing with you know how close you are if that's a good friend of yours if that's a sibling i can see this being a very enjoyable game i could even see this being like a really good bonding experience between like a father and a teenage son you know, and I could see this being a very fun thing to do on a weekend. Um, but if you're looking for, you know, great game design, compelling dialogue, great music, you know, good shooting mechanics, even you're not really going to find it in this game. What you're going to find is a unique, purely co-op experience that you probably can't really find anywhere else. Um, but, you know, maybe in the future, games like this will be a little bit more compelling if Hazelight keeps making more co-op games. Um, we'll see how the next one turns out. That's Lucas's final conclusive thoughts. Go, Matthew. I'm Danielle. Um, well, this does get them at Rock if you seal of approval because <laughs> <laughs> I had a I had a good time, um, and I think my desire for a good game was smithered, smashed, smithered, smithered. It's not the right word. Smothered and smashed by my um, desire to have fun with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the, the moments we shared together. Uh, yeah, I mean, I said it at the beginning of this podcast, and I'll, I'll say it again now. Um, it's not a good game, but in the right circumstances, which we had, I think it's a pretty fun game because um, it's something you can laugh at. It's almost like it's so bad it's fun, you know, type of thing. Um, and I, I had a, a good time for that reason. So this does this does earn the Matt Rockaby uh, Segoy of approval from All me. Right. All right, everyone, we're on to the ratings section now. This is where Lucas and I both give a rating out of 10. Neither of us have discussed before what our rating will be. I have no idea what Lucas is going to say. He has no idea what I will say. Uh, Together, we will combine our score out of 20, and that combined score is the ultimate uh, rating that 
sub. Um, the only rating that matters. The only rating that matters. Um, IGN, no thank you. Metacritic, nope. We um, surpassed all of that. Uh, we are your god now. Um, all right, Lucas. <laughs> on the count of uh, on the count of three. Okay, I'm ready. All right, one, two, three, seven, four. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. I think that puts us in like so, the soccer zone. <laughs> that's the soccer zone. I think that's so. that's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not a good zone. That's not where it's a game eleven out of twenty. That is um, a failed score. You have to retake the class. We're going playing this game again on Sunday. <laughs> that's a fifty-five percent. It's a fifty-five percent. Damn, dude, a four. Wow. I wish I gave Metro yeah. a lower score now. Just to make a point. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I think Metroid is probably the inverse of this game for you, where Metroid was a great game design, but Matt didn't enjoy his experience, whereas this is bad game design, but you did enjoy your experience. (laughs) 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 Which is a really weird thing to think about. But uh, yeah, I guess quality doesn't equate to experience, but in my case here, it does. Interesting. Wow. I really expected at least a five. That's uh, that's kind of crazy. I was going to give it a five. I was, I, I could have, I could have, but was I didn't. It, was it I did, something I, I just said? Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, just like really thinking through it. Uh, I, no, I'm sticking with four on this one. That's no, you, yeah, uh, stick to it. Own Set it. it to been immortalized. Yeah. So it's been immortalized. Um, we can't, yeah. can't go back now. Can't edit. Can't edit that. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, yeah. everyone. So, I I'll go ahead. Well, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? Um, no, that's all I got. I do want to give a quick shout out, though. I just got a random notification on my phone. Apparently, Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather will be fighting each other. Um, that'll be fun. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Mayweather's going to destroy that guy. That's going to be sick. Um, so look forward to that, folks. I think that's happening in February is what it said. Um, anyway, that <laughs> is all we have today, everyone. Um if you had so much fun on this podcast, you want to hit us up on the social media, get lost in the abyss with us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TFP podcasts. That's TFP podcasts. That's the end. And of course, as we mentioned a few times already, you can also shoot us an email at thanks for playing pod at gmail.com. And as always, if you had so much fun with your favorite host, Matt, uh, maybe you want to play a co-op game with me sometime. Uh, you can follow me at t- <laughs> on Twitter at Good Idea Matthew, or you can uh, follow me on Twitch, where I'll stream once in a blue moon at twitch.tv slash Good Idea Matt. Um, Lucas, where can we find you? Very simple. You can find me on Twitch, Instagram, and Twitter at Good Idea Lucas. Shoot me a follow, shoot me a DM, like my photos, whatever you want to do. Hear that, ladies? Slide into the DMs. <laughs> he is uh, he is open and ready. <laughs> DMs are open. DMs are open. DMs are always open. Uh, all right, folks. Uh, that's all we got today. As always, this has been Thanks for Playing. Catch you next time. Skip it a bop. Thanks for playing as a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Samuel Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch and Red Circle. 